Hello, everybody. Welcome to Health Chatter. Our edition today is on pets. And boy, is this going to be fun. We have a lot of great, great questions for our wonderful guests. We'll get to that in just a second. I want to introduce my, my illustrious background staff, Aaron Collins and Maddie Levine-Wolf do wonderful background research for this, for all of our shows. Um, without them, in many cases, um, Clarence and I would be lost and wouldn't know what to talk about, although we might be able to come up with one or two things to say. Um, but thank you to them. They're great. Also, um, Matthew is our 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 background uh, technical expert and does all of our editing for our shows, puts in the music, takes out any of the noises in the background. And uh, thank you to Matthew Campbell for his expertise. In addition, there's, of course, Clarence. Clarence and I go back a ways. We're great colleagues. We like to talk and we like to talk about health issues. We've learned that we have a lot to say and, and a lot of different perspectives. And um, it's actually kind of fun when you can just say it like it is. And we have been doing that for close to a year now on Health Chatter. We're coming up on our anniversary, I think, pretty quick here. So it's it's been good. Clarence is, is involved with the community a lot. Um, and is involved with Human Partnership. It was one of our sponsors, Human, H-U-E-M-A-N. Uh, it doesn't matter what color you are. We're all human and we can all, all do good things as it relates to helping one another and in our health. So thank you to Human Partnership. You can look them up on our website. Our website is healthchatterpodcast.com. You can see all our episodes and background. And also, we put in our research there. So if any of our listeners are interested in, in seeing the sources that we use for our research, feel free to take a look. So today, pets, my goodness. And for me, it's it's Murphy. For the, you, know, we, you know, we do these shows via Zoom so that we can interact, but you know, our listening audience gets gets to the oral vision. So you can't see Murphy in the background, but he's monitoring the show right now. He's a little tired, just came back from a walk. And Murphy has a very, very, very special veterinarian, and her name happens to be Dr. Nicole Heinrich, who's with us today. So thank you for being with us. Nicole. Mama, I'll tell you, you know, a specialist, a specialist in 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 veterinary work in the dermatology field. She she owns McKeever Dermatology Clinics here in um, in Minnesota. Uh, was founded in 1994, has helped over 22,000 dogs, cats, horses, reindeer, a snow leopard. I mean, wow, um, has diagnosed over 6,000 dogs and cats with skin and ear diseases. Murphy had a, had a skin condition called sebaceous adenitis, which he, he lost all his fur, but obviously he's got it all back. And so he's doing really, really well. Um, at any rate, she's really a great, great veterinary clinician. And you can sense it when you bring, when I bring Murphy in, you could just sense 
you know, that her focus is on the animals, not so much the humans that are, <laughs> um, but treats them with respect and love. And, and wow, it's really great to have you as, as his vet, but also to have you in our community and also having you as, as a veterinarian. So thank you for being on Health Chatter today. Well, thank you so much, Stan and Clarence, for the invitation. I, I'm, I'm really happy and I feel honored to be able to be on your, your show. So thank you. <laughs> and thank you for a nice introduction. Oh, well, you deserve it. So, okay. Let me start this, this conversation off. I know that you love Murphy and I know that you love pets and um, it's, and I, I think this is a great topic, but you know, one of the things, and I, I think I mentioned this a little bit earlier, one of the things that I never realized was that uh, veterinary science was part of public health. And that to me was an awakening. And I think that uh, the doctor started to explain some of that, but I think for our listeners, we should uh, hear why is this, uh, the whole idea about veterinary science connected to public health. Can we start there? Well, I would love to talk about that. So thank you for that question, Clarence. Um, so veterinary medicine is very much about people. So you wouldn't necessarily think about that right off the bat. And I know that I can speak for my whole profession when, when I say that veterinary, veterinary, um, veterinarians and veterinary nurses are people who love animals. We are committed to the um, care and welfare of animals, but kind of uh, the motivation is animals impact uh, human health in so many ways uh, from wildlife uh, to agriculture, and then there's pets and how pets have an impact on human health is, is quite unique. Um, there, um, um, there's so many different ways that, that animals, um, impact human health and, and, and a lot of, um, you know, the, the vet, a lot of, um, veterinarians really have a desire to help people. And the way that we help people is by helping their animals. Um, there's so many, um, different ways, you know, uh, um, promoting the human animal bond, uh, and, and then also um, there are different diseases and conditions that are contagious between animals and people. And sometimes animals can be a, a sentinel for disease. Um, we see something happening in animals and it makes us say, say, hey, we need to look at what's going on with people because they may be affected by this as well. You know, it, it, it's funny, you know, we're animals too. You know, yeah. as humans, you know, we're part of the animal animal kingdom. You know, just another thing, species. Just yeah, you know, we're we're somewhere in that in that confusion of all of us. Um, so, one thing that I have certainly noticed as a um, as a pet owner, and I and I've had dogs for a good portion of of my life, is. Um, at least what, how I perceive it is they think in the moment. 
Okay. And, and I really appreciate that. You know, it's just like if, if something that they did is wrong and, you know, and they get into mischief and everything, if you, if you talk to them about it 10 minutes later, they'll look at you like you've got beans in your head or something. It's just like, what are you talking about? You know, it's just like everything is in the moment. It's not necessarily future oriented. It's not historical. It's just now. And you know what? That's really comforting for us as humans too. Once in a while, you know, it's nice just to be in the moment. Just don't worry about things. Just just live for right now and enjoy what's right in front of you. Exactly, exactly. And you know, I I certainly can see it when I go on like long hikes or something with with Murphy. Um, we're in that moment together, so it's really really cool. All right, so let let's talk about. Um, pets today versus like pets yesterday. I'll give you a for instance. Like I remember as a kid when when I was growing up, um, just pet food was an easy decision. It's just <laughs> like, hello, go to the grocery store in most situations. There was a few pet stores. Go to the grocery store or pet store and pick up a bag of Purina dog food. Thank you very much. What's gone on? Today, there must be hundreds of different types of food. So help our listeners who are pet lovers navigate this a little bit. Like you oh, recommended a say. food for Murphy. And let me yes. tell you, it, mm -hmm. it's silly. It's silly for me to switch because he loves the food. Anyway, go ahead. Talk about food for pets. Okay. <clears throat> so... <clears throat> For, for pet food, there is no one answer for that can be applied to every individual. So the, the uh, one food that might, that might be very appropriate and helpful for one dog or one cat might not be appropriate at all for a different, a different animal. Um, and so, um, uh, so I think that it's really important to, um, take the individual in, in, into mind. Your veterinarian is, is going to be someone who can, can really help, um, navigate, you know, those questions, um, you know, and sort out for, for your particular dog or cat, what they need. And they're going to take all kinds of things into account. Life stage. Um, a growing a growing animal um, versus a geriatric animal versus somebody in between. Is this a dog who is super athletic and is competing in agility trials uh, weekly, or is this a um, a bulldog who loves to sit <laughs> on the couch all day? Um, those two animals are going to need to be fed differently. Uh, so, um, and, and then there's different health, there are different health conditions that we can influence and improve by what we feed the individual. Um, it, sometimes I feel frustrated as a veterinarian because I, um, I see different companies really, um, uh, putting a lot of effort into marketing and trying to kind of, uh, influence people's emotions when it comes to feeding their pet. And, and I don't like that. I really, I really 
um, uh, think we should be focusing on the science and what does this what does this individual individual need, um, you know, medically or just based on their their stage in life or their activity level. And there's a lot of there's a lot of marketing uh, that yeah. um, you know that we run into or see, and that that that's a bit frustrating. So let me ask you something because we get involved with this as humans too. Mm-hmm. Um, um, organic, yeah. Okay. Organic food that we as humans navigate to, which I think is kind of frustrating. You go to the grocery store; it says organic, which you think is better, and it, it, it probably is, and you pay more for it. You know, and okay, but the same thing is in the pet food world: it's organic, it's natural what's your sense of that? Um, oh boy, that is a, <clears throat> that is a, a tough one. I, um, I, I, uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is, um, is the company just using this word organic to, uh, to, to just to try to, just to try to promote their food. Um, you know, I, I think that it's, I think that just in general, as we think about, you know, moving towards organic foods, just overall, that's probably good for all of us. Yeah. Um, but we really need to, <clears throat> we really need to take the entire food into account. So Clarence, go. Yeah, I, I have a question. So, yeah. Uh, uh, I didn't, I don't have a dog. I had a goldfish. Yes. But <laughs> when I was any, growing any fed, up, any, any fed the goldfish dog food? No, I'm only kidding. Yeah, right, 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 right. No, 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 no. Um, but I want to ask about the changing roles of dogs. Yes. Because when I was when I was growing up, I mean, a dog was used for a watchdog. Well, I, I grew up in this. I grew up in the in the urban area. A dog was used for a uh, for primarily to be a watchdog. But now I see that dogs have different functions, or maybe we're, we're talking more about it. Did you talk about the shift that's happening? Because I see a lot of people now with little small dogs and, you know, just, it, it's different. I mean, I, 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 hopefully I'm explaining myself. Yes, I, I totally get what you are saying. What is, what is so important um, when it comes to pets, dogs and cats is how these little furry creatures can be true companions for a person. Like a, a dog, a dog, sometimes a dog is a person's most important companion at a certain time in their life. Um, this is not just like a little robot with fur. This is, this is a furry creature who, who has thoughts and feelings and, and wants, wants to interact with you. Um, humans are not meant to be alone and, and dogs and cats, they don't really like to be alone either. They want to be, they want to be with someone else. And, and, and what we call the human animal bond can be incredibly powerful and important for a person. Um, there's all kinds of ways that that we, you know, that dogs um, can help. Uh, Clarence, you brought up, you know, all these different things. You know, okay, a guard dog. Yeah, we can have working dogs who right. provide an incredible service. You know, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for for um, you know for 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 people or the community. 
um, service, service dogs, um, uh, emotional support dogs. Um, but my favorite is just how they can be a, a, a true companion. I laughed when you said, you said uh, dogs and cats want to be with us. I have found very few cats that like people. I mean, you know, that, that hang around people. They, they, they're more independent, you know, those kinds of things. So I just laughed. I just laughed at it. I know that it's true, but I'm just they laughing. Have little person, they have personalities. And you might have personalities. That you just see, uh, you see just, you know, you know, one cat is not going to be just like the other. Um, they have preferences and um they're just their own little unique beings so Leah, let's talk about the history a, a little bit of these of these animals so um we know that dogs for instance um go back to wolves okay mm-hmm. and um and cats go back to some of the big cats. I, yeah. I you know, you know, mm-hmm. like you know, tiger. Mm-hmm. I, I took grandkids to the zoo about a month ago. Oh my God! Talk about majestic animals. You know, like like lions and and tigers. And actually, at the Como Zoo in um, in Minneapolis, they had some wolves out mm-hmm. out there, and they were actually on top of this mound howling. Okay, so let's let's talk about a little bit of the history, then all the way to today, how they become kind of domesticated. How did we go from a wolf to a pug? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, or a poodle? <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Um, isn't that incredible to think about how there's you know as we think about the history of mankind and we think about the history of animals. And, um, you know, you think back to uh, Neanderthals and, uh, you know, just ancient civilization and, and kind of how humans have, have come along through history. And you know what? Dogs and cats have been right there with them. They have come along with us. And, and, uh, and we have um, over time, just developed this this truly symbiotic uh, relationship, and and genetics are an incredible thing. Uh, over time, with specific breeding, you can yes uh, go from a wolf to a pug. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let let's talk about. Um, well, let's just pick, pick pick one sled dogs. So you know. I was watching a great show on television. I recommend it to everybody. It's with Eugene Levy. He's he was in the the show Schitt's Creek. If any of the fans out there watched that series, it was great, great fun. But he's got an, a new show out called The Reluctant Traveler, and he was up in Finland and and being reluctant about being cold and all this other kind of thing. Anyway, they took him on a dog sled ride. Okay, where he was actually. Hold it onto the sled for dear life. Okay. Yes. And I know, I know that you've had some experience with that. So yes. let's hear about it. Oh, well, I have was honestly, I have the coolest job in the world. I mean, <laughs> just to be able to to interact with with animals. If you if you observe animals, they are incredible 
incredible creatures and they're all so so different and I just and again I love how you know we have this this symbiotic relationship between humans and dogs humans and cats and um and other animals and sled dogs so I had the opportunity to help with a um a, a sled dog race in Alaska and uh that was just it was amazing. These um, uh, these dogs who um, have this innate drive to want to run, run. And they, want, they want to pull a sled. They want to work together. Um, it's really neat how um, when this when you have this group of dogs pulling a sled, do, these dogs have different personalities and the the musher the person in charge has to figure out okay which dog is going to be the best leader <laughs> yeah clarence <laughs> um the um uh, which dog is going to be the best leader um which dog which dog is going to motivate the rest of the team and how to put this this team together and boy do these dogs love what they do and how incredible is it to be in a situation where it's a person and, and a group of 12 or 14 dogs? And you know what? You are, you, are, um, you are going on a sled through miles, literally hundreds of miles of snowy wilderness and 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 you are relying on your dogs to get you safely from point A to point B. If something goes wrong with your dogs, you are you are in danger, you know, for for your life potentially. Right. So that incredible teamwork between the person and the dogs, it's magic. So let, let me I'll, I'll give the uh, the audience uh, an interesting um, story here. Um, a few years back, I did a presentation in front of a live audience. I was on, on the radio, but it was recorded in front of a live audience of about 250 people. And one of the questions that the uh, the interviewer asked me it's, was about exercise, okay? Because I was dealing with heart issues, you know, mm -hmm. cardiovascular health issues. And I'll say, God, how is it that I can engage this audience? So th this is what I said, how many of you have a dog. So I would say 75% of the people in the audience raised their hand. Okay. And I said, all right, keep your hands up. How many of you, if you were to ask your dog at 2.30 in the morning, do you want to go for a walk or a run or whatever? How many of you would, how many of your dogs would everybody's hand was still up. Okay, so then I asked the audience, what is it? What is it about these animals? And we're animals too, okay? What is it that they get so excited about exercise? And for us, it's, you know, for most people, it's like we know we have to do it, okay? But you have to kind of tug us along. With, an, with animals like dogs, in this case, it's like, hello, let's do it. They what have, is it? They have this, this ability to, to go outside and instantly see the joy. 
instantly, yeah. you instantly that fresh air, the change in temperature, all these smells, all these things to see. Um, so many, so many dogs, they can go outside and just see that, that, that pure joy right away. Yeah. Um, uh, and, 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 <laughs> and so what's when, happened to us, you know, wouldn't it be I, so I, great if we could do that? <laughs> right. So we get our, our joy like that, unfortunately for many vicariously by watching a TV of a park. Okay. Or, or what have you. And it's like, Hmm, maybe we've morphed in the wrong direction. Clarence. Yes. I want you to know, I've had a, a dog sit right too. But I didn't That's do hundreds awesome. of miles. You know, I, I, I think I, I rode around a park for a little bit. But I think one of the things I want to get back to was the, was, uh, the cost of, of animals. I, uh, I, I'm going to go back to my, my growing up. When I grew up, you know, you said you're right. There was in the store, there was one bag of Perino dog chow or something else. But now you go to the store, it's almost a whole aisle. I don't know, is it 20% of the, of the store now is, is, is dedicated to pets? So... My question is, is, are we overdoing it with pets? I mean, you know, because there's just so much, as you talk about, there's so much marketing uh, that's, being, that's being done. That's a great question. So um, my, so my first risk, my first thought when we, when, when, when you pose the question, are we overdoing it with pets? My first thought is no. I think it's impossible <laughs> I, to overdo I it agree. with pets. I, I, I thought you would say that. I thought you would <laughs> yeah, say yeah, that. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That, that was kind of a give of that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, that was a slow pitch. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But it, but it, but it is, um, but I, I guess you know, maybe the thought is, is there, is there a limit or what are, what are we doing? What does, you know, there has, there, there is so much that is, um, you know, available um, for, for pets. Mm -hmm. I think this is really, I think, I think the way to look at it is there's just so many options there's so many options for people to take care of their pets. And it's, it's nice to be able to like, Hey, if you, it, um, if you are a dog owner and you, you want to, um, um, you want, well, um, I guess I'm going to say it differently. When a person okay. owns a, 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 a pet, it is a way for them to engage in the world um, in a different way. Um, okay. They can, uh, you have your bond with your dog or your cat, and there's all these different ways that you can interact with your pet and take care of your pet. And there's these, so there's, um, and, and it's, it's beneficial to the human to take care of their pet. Okay. When you, this is a very, this is a very, it's one of the best things about humanity. It's um, when a person is doing their best to take care of this little creature, it's, it's just such a positive, pure part of, of being human. 
and 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 it's it's it benefits the person. So how do you want to take care of your pet? Is do you want to have your 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 cat wear a t-shirt that says Taco Tuesday? Or <laughs> great. Do you want to have 40 different toys for your dog? Is that something that brings you joy and brings your dog joy? Awesome. It, it um, brings so Murphy joy. It brings <laughs> who I just Murphy left joy. out here. So so there's all these different ways that that you know are just available to people to interact with and engage with with their animal. And I think it can be very positive. Um, when you have, when, when you have a, a pet, it also opens different door, different doors or different opportunities to, um, engage with other people, um, talk to, you know, to, to be in a community of, um, people who like to walk their dog together or go to the dog park together or go to agility or just be in a Facebook group that, mm -hmm talks about how much we love French bulldogs, mm -hmm. uh, or, um, uh, uh, also engaging with your, engaging with your veterinary care team. That that's also just, that's also, there's a social aspect to it. Um, uh, different you know, it's a responsibility, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'll give you a, a couple of things, you know, you know, apps, you know, on your phone for, for, pet interaction okay so just to give you an idea when we went traveling with our our dog we went out east and we said we're getting in the car we're going to take murphy with okay fine it's like planning and it's all of a sudden planning became a little easier because there's an app called bring fido Okay, so all you do is you go on the app, you press in the, the city or the town that you're going to, and it says all these different, you know, what hotels are pet friendly, what restaurants are pet friendly, what parks are should you go to with your pets and all this other kind of stuff. So yeah. these things are have become available, which is kind of cool. Then there, awesome. there's, a, yeah, yeah, it's really good. <laughs> then, then, you know, they have other things too, like um, there's one that's called, I'm looking at it right now, Rover. R-O-V-E-R. -E I don't know if you've heard of this, but here's another. If, if you are going out of town and you can't bring your pet and you want somebody to take care of your pet, all you do is go on this, on this app and put in the dates that you're going, where you live, the neighborhood that you're in, and there's 25 people in the neighborhood that, that will be more than happy to take care of. It's just like, wow, this is, this is kind of cool all this stuff that's available. Yeah. I want to say this though. This is kind of cool. Um you know, everybody knows that you know I volunteer at Methodist Hospital in the orthopedic unit and I would say like maybe every other week or so when I'm going in to see some patients um there's somebody that's coming in one of the volunteers with a service dog, a therapy dog. Okay? Yeah. And inevitably, and this is to your point, Nicole, this is inevitably when I walk in, the patient will say, excuse me, I don't know what you want to say, but I want to interact with the dog. Yes. It's just like the importance it's, of it is amazing. Barriers suddenly just go away. Exactly. Exactly. It's just like they just feel better. 
Like yes. it's like almost instantaneous. It's like they forget all their woes mm -hmm. and let's pet the dog, you know? Yeah. It's 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 really cool. So all right, I gotta tell you know because we we have great researchers. So this is the, for our listening audience. Listen to this one: forty four percent of millennials. You know, I don't know what I can't even what what millennials. I forgot when they were born. When nineteen whatever it is. Okay, see their pets as practice. Forty four percent of millennials see their pets as practice for having children. It, that's incredible. Yeah, think yeah. about it. I, yeah. I I guess if you're good at taking care of your pet, okay, now next step, you know. Well, and and just how I think that just speaks to it's it how important a pet a, a pet can be as a as a companion. A yeah. Companion, yeah. Companion. Someone and someone who is a little creature who is really important. To that person. The other thing, um, this was back in 2007, it said, so you can imagine what it is today. It's probably even a little bit more. Two thirds, this is in 2007, two thirds of American households had at least one pet. Okay, now fast forward after we've been involved with, well, it's not after, while we're involved with COVID. And it became such a, a kind of a lonely um, enterprise uh, for many of us, where we're we're stuck with you know Zoom meetings and we're stuck at home and uh, we're just stuck. And we definitely saw an increase in pet ownership. It's just like fine, I'm off the Zoom meeting. Come on, let's go for a walk or whatever. You know, it's just. <laughs> In uh, what I saw was how animals became so much more important, uh, and and um, oh, just just an uh, when 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 people were were lonely and isolated, and we couldn't you know we couldn't go we couldn't interact with our you know, extended family or community. I mean, that's, people aren't meant to be alone. And, and if you at least had this little companion animal, mm -hmm. you were, you were that much less lonely and it really helped people get through. I thought, I, I one thing that I thought over and over and over again, when we were in the darkest times of the pandemic was thank goodness for for dogs and cats thank goodness that we had this this these little creatures who provided comfort and um perspective an outlet for 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 people yeah. it became so much more important you know I, um let, it, let me ask you Sam, real quick yeah go ahead yeah, 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 yeah. Because uh, I wanted to follow up with this this whole idea about how important they are is that uh, forty percent of people who keep pictures of their spouses and children in their wallets also keep photos of their pets. So it 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 is something that I think is very very important for people. I mean, I, I think that's one of the the common 
thing that keeps that, that we keep talking about here is that pets are important for us, you know, and, and it's important for us to also take care of them. Because the other thing I was going to ask, Doctor, uh, and Stan had talked about this before, you are a dermatologist, right? Yes. Okay, talk to us about that and the and the need for that, and what other are some of the other kinds of things that we need to be aware of as uh, as pet owners. Well, so sometimes people will tell me, "Wow, you're a dermatologist for animals. I didn't know such a thing existed." Mm-hmm. And and in fact, there are lots of specialists in veterinary medicine. There are veterinary cardiologists and surgeons and dentists and ophthalmologists and oncologists. And then of course, uh, the, the general practitioner. And um, the reason that we have these different specialties um, is because the, just the kind of the knowledge um, within veterinary medicine is, it's, it's just increasing exponentially. It has increased and it's continuing to increase. And there's no one doctor who can be the master of all subjects. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like, you just need specialists can, can help if you're just like in human medicine. Um, and, um, you know, I guess from the dermatology perspective, some of the things that, um, you know, are, are important, um, you know, kind of in my specialty, um, skin diseases in dogs and cats and other animals can be terribly painful, uh, terribly itchy. Uh, um, pets can get infections on their skin or in their ears, uh, including staph infections. And, and then, and as I say, staph bacteria, we, everyone automatically thinks about how that can impact, um, humans as well. And there's other things that, um, that, that other conditions that, that dogs or cats can have on their skin that are contagious, that are contagious to humans, Um, Or interestingly, animals can be a model for human disease. So there are are some diseases that animals and humans have in common. Um, And um, and we can can share, we can can use that. Um, uh, You know, if, if we look at things like epidermolysis bullosa, uh, in, in dogs. And we know that, that humans can get that too, or acne in cats. Well, humans can get that too. And, um, uh, um, you know, I, I think the more we can also, um, share our knowledge and collaborate, uh, among specialists and different, uh, and even, you know, between veterinary and, and human medicine, uh, the more we can all benefit. You know, when you talk about, um, you know, specialties, obviously, you know, the, the for, you know, many owners, all of a sudden, um, they start thinking, oh, my gosh, ka-ching, 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 this gets expensive, and et cetera, et cetera. It's expensive for humans. Okay. Um, so, um, again, when I, when I was growing up, the concept of um, pet health insurance didn't even exist i mean it's just like go to your vet you know it's like or if it's really severe in this case you know go to the university medical you know veterinary medical center etc but today 
you know, we're seeing more of that. Just a question, and maybe maybe you know this, what percentage of your clients have some form of pet insurance? Most don't. Most don't. Okay. Right. Yeah. It's this is a tough one. So cost of pet care. And wow, uh, um, it has really skyrocketed. But it's the, you know, if you have, um, uh, but for example, if you want to do a hip replacement for your dog, mm -hmm. that takes an incredible amount of resource from the from the veterinary hospital perspective. Mm -hmm. And and it is it's going to be it's it's really expensive. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so it's like as we have advances in things that we can do and provide um, for um, for animals, it, it there's also increasing expenses. I, you know, there's all kinds of things like monoclonal antibody therapy is something that's available for for dogs and cats now. Right, Holy right. cow! Is this a a breakthrough in in you know kind of in in veterinary medicine? Um, uh, you know, so there's lots. There are as opposed to. Um, you know, decades ago when it was, you know, when, when veterinary medicine was much more limited. Now there's so many things yeah. that can be done that it can, it can get really expensive. But the other thing that I think is really important is to, um, it, there's always options. So while, uh, you know, so sometimes what, one thing that can be very difficult for a pet owner is to, they have a beloved pet and suddenly their pet has some pretty difficult health issues. They might be, a, it could be a chronic health issue that requires ongoing care, multiple trips to the vet. You got to follow up all the time. We got to do blood tests or, you know, it may be expensive medication or maybe surgery. Um, it's one of kind of the veterinarian's job is to do their very best to present all, all, all of the options for care to the pet owner, provide the pros and cons of each care option and then work with the pet owner to come up with a plan to help their animal that, that is doable for that household and, and, is, and, and, and is making sure that that pet is not suffering in any way. Yeah. So I, th I think one of the most important things when it comes to finances and, and healthcare for pets is dialogue between the pet owner and the veterinarian. And it is, I, it is so helpful as a veterinarian when the client is just very frank about what they can or can't do. Like uh, veterinarians are, are good problem solvers. We can always come up with something usually, yeah, yeah. Um, you know? And so if you tell us that you're limited in one way or the other, we can come up with something usually. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good to know. That's good for the audience to know too. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, I, uh, you know, so now we're going to talk about myths about animals. Uh, when I was a kid, I used to see dogs, uh, people driving down the street with their dogs, and their dogs had their heads out the window. 
And I understand that dogs can smell hundreds of times better than us and that they can hear better than us. Can you kind of share a little bit with us about that? I, I think you just kind of said it just like, just like, just, just how you said it, Clarence, is the way uh, it is. They are so perceptive. Um, and it's interesting how um, dogs, dogs are very perceptive of their environment. And like we talked about before, when they go on a walk, just the the amount of information that they can take in when they're smelling and listening and seeing. But what's also interesting is how perceptive um, animals are when it comes to humans. And, and I noticed this over and over and over again, how many words, how many human words a dog can understand and even a cat. And I think that if we really knew how many words our dogs knew, um, we would be surprised. And it's interesting too, how dogs adapt their behavior to, to interact with their humans more, how they try to connect with their humans more like dogs are motivated they want to connect an interesting example of this is smiling so normally when a dog lifts its lip and shows its teeth that is a natural sign of aggression growling back mm -hmm. off and a, you know a you know kind of a, a fighting behavior mm -hmm. There are many dogs who have changed that behavior and they can actually, they smile mm. where a dog has interacted with humans so much and they see our facial expressions or we lift our lips and show our yeah. teeth and it's a happy, very positive thing. Dogs mm. smile. Now I will have dogs come in to see me and they are smiley. They got their teeth showing. <laughs> they are so happy. There's doing the shimmy and, oh and, and how they have, that is a, that is a, 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 an incredible adaptation. There's, there's, you know, how that natural instinct to take the, to yeah. bury your teeth as an aggressive behavior and recognize yeah. that in order to interact with my human more, more tightly, more completely, they've changed what this behavior signals. Wow. You know, you know, uh, Clarence. You know, we can make them part of human. Right? Oh, yeah, I, I th actually, I thought about that, Stan. I thought, I thought, you know, we do health fairs. It it would be so exciting to have a veterinarian, a, vet a veterinarian, uh, at, at our events. We can work there's, it out. We'll, we'll yeah. figure it out. There's, you know, you know, there's the One Health Initiative um, that talks about. Uh, that uh, which is an initiative that talks about just how um, human and animal health is 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 so intertwined, and mm -hmm. if we um, uh, and and how if we we look at um, human and animal health together, um, we can we can do a better job for everyone. You know, I'm going to bring up two things and one very important thing. Uh, you know, um, 
my dog Murphy, you know, the other day it was it was terrible weather and it was not a day to go walking because it was just like you need the ice skates. So I said, all right, we're gonna run around in 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 the house. And you know, I was I said to Murphy, you know, in his his chest of toys, right? Go get your elephant. So he ran around the house like you know, like a crazy dog. And sure enough, there it was in his mouth was the elephant. So he he yeah. literally knows his toys. Now, I don't know if that's a function of the intonation that I give to that word or whatever, or like when he goes outside and he wants to come back inside. Janet, my wife, and I know that specific bark that indicates, okay, I want to come inside now. Okay. It's just, it really, it, it really is interesting how, how we, how we interact with one another. So here's the, the, the last thing I want to make sure that people, where do you go? Where's a good place to go to get, in this case, a dog or a cat? Once you determine the type that you want, what as a vet, truly, what do you recommend? I mean, because, you know, people say, geez, I really want to get one, but I don't know where to start what's a good place? Oh, this is a great question. Okay. So, um, I, I, so, okay. So if you want to get a pet first, you need to, you need to think about your lifestyle and, and, um, your limits, your, your, your limitations, like, uh, and, and what you are hoping, how you are hoping to sort of live with your pet and what you are hoping to do with your pet. So for example, if you are someone who travels regularly, like you, you, you have to, maybe for work, you, you have to travel two weeks a month or something like that. That is something that would significantly impact uh, a pet that you would own. How you, right. so you have to consider that if you um, if you work really long days at the office and you're expecting that your your pet is going to be at home by themselves for 12 hours a day, there's only certain pets where that could where that could um, be be healthy or okay for them. Mm -hmm. um, what do you want to do with your pet? Do you are you a runner? and you want to take your dog running five miles, uh, you know, at a time, well, don't get an English bulldog. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there are certain breeds that right, are right. going to be much more well adapted to your, um, you know, what you want to do in your lifestyle. Um, there's, um, um, oh, there's other things you need to also look into the temperament of the of the the dog that you might be looking to get. Mm -hmm. So dogs, while um, we just talked about how how dogs um, try to interact and connect with humans, dogs also have their own unique personalities, and some dogs are not going to want to connect with you quite as much as others. And there are different breeds that have innate um, sort of tendencies. So there are some dogs where just their genetics and, and their 
their lineage, they will have inborn characteristics that they can't really help. Um, where a dog uh, might be a, a dog who is um, uh, has has been bred for guarding, or um, or a dog who's been bred to um, to not only guard but be an an attack dog. Mm -hmm. That is not a good family dog. Yeah, that is. Yeah. There are only certain situations where a dog who has kind of that inborn, we have asked that that breed to be a dog who who can um, who can who can you know attack or guard um, aggressively. Like we've asked, humans have asked that breed to be like this. Don't expect that breed to do something different or to be an at-home pet. Yeah. Right. right. So there's right. certain right. there are there's different breeds that are um, more challenging to own than others, and where different where you really need to um, where where there's different um, sort of. Uh, households that are going to be more conducive to others. Yeah. Another way so, to think about this is it's kind of like finding a partner <laughs> where you don't, you think right, you don't right, just go right. randomly to pick a part of a, a human partner off the street. Right. You know, there's some things that really have to be compatible. Right. Right. And, you know, there are good places to go. Um, obviously, um, you know, there, there are considerations to consider whether or not you wanted an older dog that has some training behind it already, or mm -hmm. a rescue dog, or um, go to a place like the Humane Society, or um, there's, I think, pretty, I'm pretty sure in each state, there's like the minute, like in Minnesota, if there's the purebred dog breeders association, which has more connections to a particular breed that you might be interested in getting. So there are different avenues to explore. And I encourage our listeners, if you're considering a dog or, or a cat, look at some really good options and maybe even chat with a veterinarian beforehand and, and go from there. So um, my goodness, this, you know, how quickly an, an, an hour can go. It's a great great, wonderful, meaningful subject, um, pets and what they do for our health together, uh, what we do for their health and what they do for ours. And I want to greatly thank you for, for your, um, your really sensitive insights in, into, this, into this subject matter. And uh, Murphy says, woof, woof. <laughs> oh Murphy he's such a good boy <laughs> <laughs> so thank you to our listening audience keep health chatting away we have great shows coming up um, next week we have a show on um, how to talk to your physician about a serious illness that's coming up next week and it'll come out a week or so afterwards once again Everybody, health chat away. Hi, everyone. It's Matthew from Behind the Scenes. And I wanted to let everyone know that we have a new website up and running, healthchatterpodcast.com. You can go on there. You can interact with us. You can communicate with us. Send us a message. 
You can comment on each episode. You can rate us. Uh, and it's just another way for everyone to communicate with uh, Stan and Clarence and all of us at the Help Chatter team. So definitely check it out. Again, that's helpchatterpodcast.com. Thank you.